0: Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed, on purpose, because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So when it comes to self-betterment and uh, working on yourself, I think it's important to Take a moment and look back and know that you are growing. You know, I think sometimes uh, we are so focused on achievement and results that we rarely look down at how far we've come. And so this episode is all about signs that you are in fact growing. So here are a few that I've, um, I've jotted down, and I'm sure there are, there are many you can think of. Uh, So as you're listening to this, uh, think about what signs you are experiencing that proves that you are growing, that you are not stagnant, that you are um, um, evolving. And um, maybe it doesn't feel that way. And, and, And this is what's common is I think a lot of people don't feel that they are growing, but they are in fact growing. Okay. Well, let, let's – maybe by the end of this conversation, and by conversation, I mean me talking to myself, um, you, will, you will see what I'm talking about. Okay, so signs of growth. Number one, these are in random order, by the way, not of importance. You don't bash yourself. You do not bash yourself. I mean, maybe you know maybe once in a while, right? But generally speaking – you don't bash yourself. I think that um, as we grow, we work on our relationship with ourselves. And as you build more self-esteem, build more self-worth, as you practice self-care and self-love and you start connecting to yourself more, uh, you will not bash yourself as much. And the people that are really hard on themselves um, because of their story they to me that's a that 's a sign that they they are not on a journey of um, of growth or um, that journey is is you know stopped or paused or stunted. You could be very successful in life because there's a lot of overachievers driving fancy cars and um, you know, uh, they, they have, uh, high numbers on the scoreboard, um, but they bash themselves, they're hard on themselves, you know, they assassinate their character. And so from the outside, it may appear that, um, that they are growing because of the size of their, 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 their empire or the, their bank account. But if you're constantly bashing yourself and assassinating your character, um, yeah, you may be successful on paper, but, um, to me that, you know, you're not growing because what I'm talking about is inner growth. What I'm talking about is uh, evolution and your relationship with yourself. So that's one of the signs that you're growing is that you don't bash yourself or you, you bash yourself less. Uh, another one is you don't panic as much when things get hard. So this ties to my personal story. I used to live in panic. Um, if you listen to me, watch me, follow me, read my books, you know this. In my 20s and 30s, I, I mean, from the time I woke up to the time I went to sleep, the sky was falling. I was always panicked. Um, and, of course, it made me miserable, but uh, it made my shoulders heavy. Um, panic, I think, I think it's a I, – I understand that if you are – If your fight or flight is being activated because of of danger um, and it's a a tool to get you to run, right, Um, or protect yourself, I understand that. But if your default is panic, right, if you wake up and panic is your natural default, something is wrong. You definitely are not growing. You are stunted. You are in quicksand. You are living in a lower frequency. And so one sign that you are growing is that when you're going through hardship – and uh, winters come all the time in life, Um, you don't panic as much, right? You notice that either the duration of panic is less or the intensity is less. And one of the things that I've realized uh, recently, um, because, you know, there's stressful days all the time here in the um, Bennett Kim household, we're also raising a two-year-old, and uh there's you know we're always behind there's things to do there's you know there's just a lot of stress and anxiety but i realized i don't panic as much you know um e- even if as long as my my family is okay you know as long as their health is okay i don't panic um i think of solutions um i lean into the stretch i take a breath i take a beat i assess what's what's happening you know, and then make decisions. I I, I don't. I, I notice I don't panic as much, and I think that's a, it's a muscle that we have to exercise to not panic. So that's a sign of growth. Another one is your ability to say no. Hey, wanted to share with you something I'm super excited about. If you go to theangrytherapist.com/forward slash premium, you not only get Commercial free episodes, but also something I'm introducing called series rotating wellness topics, but not only lessons. But what do we do with this information? How do we thread this into our life so we could change our life? Go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium. People who, um, yes, people, right? People who say yes to be liked, to be desired. Um, people who can't draw boundaries w- with, uh, with Sharpie. Instead, they do it with, t- with chalk. People who can't send their parents to voicemail. People who can't say no. Uh, these people are not growing. If you have the ability to say no because it's not honest to you, then that's a huge sign of growth, at least in my opinion. Um, I was a yes man. And today, I can say no to things. I can say no to, you know, an interview or uh, a job or a gig or whatever it is. I I can say no. Um, Before, I used to say yes too much uh, because I wanted to be liked because I didn't want people to be mad at me. And then there's too much on my plate. And then I have anger anger and resentment. And you know how that plays out. So the ability to say no is definitely growth. Okay. Next one. You trust yourself and others more you trust yourself and others more so as you know by now um trust is something that uh trust is something that uh, has been broken i'm sure many times uh whether it's dating someone whether it's you know relationships with parents relationship with yourself um any re- relationship it always has a a splintering of trust, right? Even if it's not like completely broken, uh, there's daily splinters, you know? And um, it's normal. And so the ability to trust someone else more, the ability to trust yourself more, that you're making the right decisions or you're on the right path or you're doing the right things, um, that's a great sign of growth. You know, if you're not able to trust people, because you're afraid, because um, you've been hurt, and you walk with the shield. If you're not able to trust yourself because you've made bad decisions, um, to me, that's not a sign of growth. The next one is you forgive more often. So, not again, not only others, but yourself. You're forgiving more often. Forgiveness is not extra. Forgiveness is one of the primary colors when it comes to just life on this planet. I don't know how you can have a life with, you know, low anxiety and peace if you don't have the ability to forgive. Uh, And of course, forgiveness is not a one-time thing. Forgiveness is is, uh, it's like loving someone, right? It starts with a choice, and then there's a, a journey involved. It's like grieving. Um, forgiveness is a daily practice, as is gratitude. And so I think a lot of people mistake forgiveness as, uh, oh, I, I chose to forgive this person. I don't know why I'm still mad at them. Well, it's a process, and you may still be mad at them and have chosen to forgive them. They could both live simultaneously. Hopefully, the forgiveness grows and the anger resentment fades. Uh, but it is—it is a process. Uh, you may have to talk to your therapist and process uh, your forgiveness and how hard it is, and and, and all of that. Uh, that may be helpful. But the more you're able to forgive, more often um, yourself as well as others, and it's harder to forgive forgive yourself, of course. Um, the more that you have grown, it's it's a it's a big. It's a big notch, it's a big accomplishment, Um, the ability to forgive, to truly forgive, and to do it often, because that's what's needed. Because uh, people are going to hurt you, and that's not going to stop. People are going to break your trust, people are going to do you wrong, you know, all of that. Next one, the pause before making decisions. Oh man, this is such a big one for me. Um, I was a walking reaction. I was a walking reaction. Everything was a reaction i didn 't have the ability to place a speed bump in between um, my my feelings and then you know what comes out of my mouth or my behavior. so as you get older, you know the good thing about getting older is uh, you naturally slow down you know and that 's definitely been it's been um <laughs> my wellness steroids if that makes sense it's been it's been helpful that as i get older it's easier for me to, uh, to respond instead of react right uh but the ability to pause before making decisions before speaking before um any kind of behavior that uh, that is built that is earned that is not given that requires so much. And, and, you know, the way that you get there is on you. So whether you, you're doing it through meditation, whether you're doing it through, um, I don't know, a, a mantra that you play in your head, or um, however you do it, it doesn't matter. Uh, for me, it's like the promise of taking a breath before I respond. So if I get heated, if I'm in an argument, um, if I'm getting really impatient at the coffee shop because the line's too long. If I am, um, I don't know, having conflict with my team, with my partner, with my daughter, uh, whatever it is, right? Whenever I'm activated, uh, I, I definitely, I definitely don't throw chairs anymore. I, I, um, I take a breath. (sighs) I ground myself. And then I ask myself, Um, How do I want to respond? Because my response is a direct reflection of who I am. So based on who I want to be, how do I want to respond? And then I do my best to do that. And I'll be honest, sometimes, you know, I fall short. Okay, next one. You chase less. Uh, If you know my story, I've chased a lot in this world. Uh, Trying to fill holes with something external, whether that is um, you know um, uh, career work related or materialistic cars, I've never been into like clothes and stuff. Maybe because in L.A. you know people just dress like in L.A. If you the more you dress down, the the more successful you are. Like if you look like you don't have a home or money, um, you probably do. <laughs> you probably have the biggest house on the block. And then if you look like you're uh, fancy, chances are you uh, have a lot of debt and you live in a studio apartment. Um, So it's never been close for me. It's been, you know, um, I'm a gearhead. I love things with wheels. I love engines. I love toys. Um, And then, of course, you know, career related stuff like the deals and, you know, all the things that I I dream of and want, um, chasing those things a question someone may ask is, well, how do you know if you're chasing? You know, how do you know if you're chasing or if you're just being ambitious? And that's a great question. I think for me, uh, when you start to exchange your truth for that chase, for a membership, for, you know, if, if you're sacrificing um, your soul, your truth, what's honest to you for that external thing, whether that external thing is a person or a car or a house or, or a whatever, a plaque, um, then you're chasing. If you're just working hard and you're running toward your dreams and it's honest to you, I don't think that's chasing, if that makes sense. So when I say stop chasing, when I say that chasing less is proving, is a proof that you're growing, I'm not saying to work less. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not talking about how hard we work. Okay, I don't work any less today. I think I work harder, uh, but I think I chase less. We got three more. Next one, you accept things more. Radical acceptance. Acceptance, acceptance, acceptance. So not acceptance coming from a place of giving up. You are accepting things that you can't control, you're accepting people for who they are, you are accepting uh, situations and, you know, whatever is unfolding, uh, because it's your story, you know, and, you know, you're doing everything you can to, of course, um, write your own story and what you want to happen in this life, but you're not trying to uh, desperately... What do they say? Uh, a round peg in a square hole or a square peg in a round hole, whatever. Pushing something that doesn't fit um, and, and, and uh, for, trying to force something, right? So um, instead you're accepting. Accepting where you're at, accepting how, come you've, how far you've come, accepting who other people are, accepting their stories, accepting that things will happen when they're meant to. I know um, many people don't like that. <laughs> it sounds very woo-woo, but I, I believe it. I believe, uh, um, yeah, I do believe that things come when we're ready. I really do. Life has shown me that. And again, that doesn't mean to sit on your couch and cross fingers. That doesn't mean to not work. Um, I, I believe in hard work. Um, but sometimes we, we want things, and if we had gotten the things that we wanted, we wouldn't have been able to handle those things. They would not have been good for us. For example, if I uh, had become a successful screenwriter at age, say, 27, uh, today I would be a total douchebag. (laughs) I'd be the douchebag in the Ferrari. Um, I I would have never went on any kind of um, inner journey. I would have been superficial and impatient and... um, just a, a reaction, you know, so yeah, I wasn't meant to have any success in my twenties i i I definitely could not have handled it all right, uh next one is um you look inward first, this is a big one, you look inward first This is hard, this is so hard and uh because no one does that no no one. No one says, okay, what can I own? What we do is we say, uh, let me tell you what you did wrong, right? And so to look inward first, to do uh, some kind of self-inventory and say, hey, listen, here's my contribution to the conflict. Here's what I'm, here, here are my shortcomings. Here's what I'm doing wrong. Here's how I have hurt you. Um, starting there, most of us don't start there. It's, it's hard to do, you know, but it leads to ownership. It leads to growth. It's proof of your growth. And if two people are doing that in a relationship, then uh, you're definitely producing glue, not cracking trust. All right. And the last one is uh, breath. You breathe. I've always been a chest breather. Um, I forget to breathe all the time. I have to like remind myself, oh, well, I got to breathe. And then I, like, actively take a deep breath. Um, Practicing how to breathe. No one teaches how to do that shit. (laughs) And I'm not talking about just breathing to stay alive. I'm talking about deep breaths often. Um, So you're grounding yourself. So you're connecting yourself. Relaxing yourself. Deep, deep breaths. If you notice, the deeper you breathe, the the the, uh, the diaphragmatic breathing, and the more that you do it, uh, the more that life um, comes in color, right? The more you feel uh, alive. I mean, there's more oxygen in your cells, right? So uh, you could literally feel more alive if you just remember to breathe. And the, and of course, it calms you and and everything else. So if you breathe deeply, something as simple as breathing deeply is a sign of growth chances are you were like me and um, you you realize that you need to breathe more because you don't until you practice more of it and you're seeing the effects of it and uh that is growth that is uh evolving thank you for listening be well